0: Watson hands O. Henry, the author. O. Henry is one of the most prolific American short story writers. He was born on September 11, 1892, in North Carolina. His real name was William Sidney Porter. He was at the school of his aunt where he developed a lifelong love for books. At the age of 15, Porter left the school and starting, started working in a drugstore. He even worked for some time as a tailor in the bank. In 1884, he started a humorous weekly, The Rolling Stone. In 1897, he was convicted of embezzling money and was sent, sentenced to um, five years of imprisonment. While in prison, he started writing short stories to earn money to support his daughter. After being released from prison in 1901, he changed his name to O Henry to shield his own identity and continued writing. His works O Henry's story deal with the O Henry stories deal with the life of the ordinary people in New York City. A twist of plot which stands uh, as a strange circumstance and leading to a surprise ending is a typical characteristic in a story. Uh, some of his well-known coll- collections of the stories including The Cabbage and the Kings, 194; The Four Million, 19-6, and The Trimmed Lamb, 197; The Heart of the West, 197; The Voice of the City, 198; and The Very R- R- Lily Geeks, 1910. O. Henry died at June five fifth, 5, 1910 in New York. The story in detail. The story begins on a train to Denver. A elegantly dressed lady named uh, Miss Fairchild was seated in a coach where two men arrived and took a seat facing her. It quickly became clear that the woman knew one of these men. uh, One of the men. Uh, She spoke to the man called Mr. Mr. Easton and was rather surprised to discover that he was handcuffed to the man seated beside him as the uh, as Eastern uh, greeted the young woman she sli- he slightly raised his right hand bound at the wrist by the shining bracelet to the left one of his companion. however, the left with the Eastern sensed the um, Eastern sensed Eastern's embarrassment and volunteer volunteered to clear the doubt in miss fairchild 's mind about the handcuffs and said that Eastern was a marshal and he was a convict, and they were headed for Leavenworth prison. It is seven years for counterfeiting. The Eastern said, East Mr. Eastern said, sorry. As the conversation continued, the woman was surprised to learn that Eastern had given up his life in Washington to become a marshal in the West. The young woman kept on talking to her acquaintance, but continued to stare at the handcuffs. To ease her concerns, the the concerns, the scruffy looking man asked Eastern to accompany him to the smoker car. As he was half dead for a pipe, as the two men got up to go up to the smoker car, Miss Fairchild bade Mr. Easton goodbye. All the while, when Mr. East, Miss Fairchild was talking to the two men, one the marshal and Mr. Easton the convict, the, the two other passengers sitting nearby were listening to the um, conversations. One of them uh, remarked that from, this appearance, from his appearance, sorry, uh, Mr. Easton appeared to be young, to be a mars- Marshal, and then the other observing passenger corrected the mistake, asking, "Mr. Easton was not the marshal. He was the convict because no marshal who could handcuff uh, nor would handcuff his own right hand." The title, O. Henry had aptly named the story, The Heart and the Hands. The plot of the story is related to the theme of showing compassion and not judging people by their outer appearance. The story begins with the two people, Mr. Eastern and the glum faced Man, handcuffed <coughs> together. It is mm, handcuffing that uh, it is the handcuffing that leads to the hands part of the title. In fact, it is a hands handcuff which are significant to, uh, significant for revealing the true identities of the two men. Miss Fairchild was misled by the unnamed man about the identity of Mr. Easton, as he wanted to save Mr. Easton from an embarrassing situation by revealing that he, Mr. Easton, was a convict and was being taken by him to the prison. It was an astute passenger, there was an astute passenger in the seat, or the coach who discovered that a marshal could not handcuff his own right hand with that of a convict, as was the case with Mr. Easton and the marshal. So Easton, who appeared as a handsome, bold and man, was actually the convict and the rough, sad-looking man was the marshal. It is the heart's part of the title that explains the theme. Of the story, the marshal was compass compassionate, so he told a lie to Miss Fairchild. He did this to save Mister Eastern from humiliation of being identified as a convict in the front of an old friend. He told Miss Fairchild that Mister Eastern was the marshal, and he was the convict who was being taken to the prison by Mister Eastern. The glamorous man had a golden heart. The effect of the lie was immediate in the response of Miss Fairchild. She showed really that Mr. Easton was not the convict, oh said the girl with a deep breath and a with a deep breath and a returning uh, color. she was sh- shocked and horrified horrified before the marshal told the lie to her, so the author had uh, has sorry uh, has titled the story hearts and hands because by having the marshal lie about his hand being that of the convict the marshal shows his heart for the convict and highlights the theme of compassion this one the word hearts is also indicative of the kind of the friendship that exists between miss fiatchelle and mr eastern when mr when miss fiatchelle saw mr eastern there appeared a lovely smile on her face and her cheeks turned pink but the moment he/she saw the handcuffs, her facial expressions changed and her heart, which seems to locked with the image of a happy past with Mr. Eastern, gave way to horror. This appeared that the hands, hand as a handcuffs would decide the future course of relationship with Mr. Eastern. Characterization: Miss Fairchild. Miss Fairchild was an interesting character with uh, diverse personality traits. She was an attractive woman with a lovely smile. She was elegantly dressed and seemed to be a smart, stylish and rich woman who loved travelling. From her voice and facial expressions, Miss Fiyachail appeared to be an arrogant person. When she spoke for the first time in the costume to Mr. Mr. Easton, she commanded to be given the, the chance to speak first to seem that she was being accustomed to speak and to be heard. Her impression and behavior was guided by the social images that blinded her. By seeing the reality, on seeing the young and young and handsome Mr. Easton, she was attracted to him, and her heart seemed to uh, seemed uh, to uh, be filled with the images of her happy past with him. But on noticing Mr. Easton handcuffed with another man, she appeared to be horrified. However, her own fantasies did not uh, allow her to suspect the other man's elevation about Mr. Easton. On being told that Mr. Easton was the marshal and the other man was the convict, Miss Fitzgerald's expression of horror changed to that of relief. She continued to speak to Mr. Eastern as if he was a hero. And so now that you are one of these dashing Western heroes and you ride and shoot and go into all the dangers. When Mr. Eastern said that uh, my butterfly days are over, Miss Fitzgerald thought that, that he was talking about his adventure, the adventurous days and not about his con- confinement in prison. It shows that Miss Fitzgerald tended to judge with the outer appearance. Miss Fierce Child was a flirtatious lady. Miss was the flat she ready. The lady, sorry, uh, the moment she saw Mr. Easton, there appeared there appeared a glow on her face uh, and, a sign, uh, and a shine the shine on uh, in her eyes. When Mr. Easton said that, uh, that he had taken up the job of the marshal and it was not of a high of a position as that of an ambassador, Miss Becher reacted immediately with a warm reply that she uh, liked him more than that she liked them. Ambassador, and that she was no longer in the touch with the ambassador since Mr. Eastern has settled down in the uh, West. Miss Fair, Fairchild told him that she loved the West suggesting that she uh, would settle down with him in the West. Miss Viachel had a fair name and face, and but her heart was not so fair. When her father was ill, she did not go home to take care of him. She continued her journey despite knowing of her father's illness. And thus, Miss Viachel appeared to be a beautifully young woman, giving, uh, given to an extravagant, luxuri- luxurious lifestyle, who <laughs> cared uh, more than that of social images. Mr. Eastern, Mr. Easton was a young, handsome uh, man with a uh, bold, frank countenance and manner. As soon as he entered the coach. Miss Fiachel, with his old acquaintance, recognizes him. They all recognised him and got interested in talking to him. Mr. Easton initially felt little nervous and embarrassed because of his handcuffs, but he composed himself and clasped Miss Fiatel's fingers with his left hand and spoke to her with a smile. On seeing the expressions of horror and distress on Miss Fiacci's face, he immediately changed his expression. However, he was interrupted by the man with whom he was handcuffed. Miss, uh, Mr. Eastern seems to have been migrated from the east to the west for better prospects. Since um, life in the west was expensive and required more money, it seems uh, it seems that Mr. Eastern had taken recourse to counterfeiting. I had to do something. Money had has a way of taking wings into itself, and you know, it takes money to keep st- step into our crowd in Washington, or with our with our, sorry with our crowd in Washington. I saw this opening in the West. Mr. Easton had taken uh, easy recourse to make money and had been counterfeiting before he was caught and sentenced for seven years of imprisonment because besides he would lose his freedom as he told Miss Fair- Fairchild, my butterfly days are over uh, I fear. Mr. Eastern was feared to Miss uh, Fairchild and and did not keep her in false hope of seeing her or having a relationship with her. When asked about his plan of returning to the East, Mr. Eastern told her that um, he was not likely to do so so soon. Perhaps deep down his heart he was aware that of the fact that he had hidden the truth of his handcuffs from uh, Miss Fairchild. Thus it was clear that he would not. Be able to continue his relationship with Miss Fairchild in future. Mm, he also uh, seemed, uh, seemed to be aware of Miss Fairchild's uh, nature, but she was more concerned with social images than reality. The Marshal, an unnamed man. The marshal was rough, sad-looking, and heavily built. He had uh, handcuffed himself to a convict, Fia, Mr. Easton, whom he was talking to the uh, talking to the prison in Livenwood. On uh, the train, Mr. Easton met an old friend, Miss Fairchild, uh, and Miss uh, Mr. Easton felt slightly embarrassed to talk to her because of his handcuffs. The marshal kept a strict vigil on Mr. Easton and his friend. For the time, Miss Fairchild kept on talking to Mr. Easton. The marshal. Con- Continued to listen and calmly, listen calmly to the conversations while at the same time keeping on uh, wa- keep on watching the lady and her behavior. He seemed that he was evaluating the situation as a marshal and um, as a marshal would do. He was a keen observer and a good judge of human behavior. He observed Miss Fiat's expression and could make out the, the, of the reason of her horrified look after seeing the handcuffs. He realized that Ms. Fiatchall was a person given to um, social images rather than to reality. So, the uh, moment uh, Mr. Eastern was about to uh, reply to Miss Fiatchall, the marshal intervened and said that Mr. Eastern was uh, the marshal who was taking him, the, uh, the marshal, to the prison for counterfeiting. I showed that, and uh, it showed that, Sorry, it showed that uh, the marshal was an uh, understanding man with a compassionate heart. He wanted to save Mister Easton from the humiliation of being recognized as a convict in the front of a old friend. Thus, without caring for his reputation, he uh, soon told Miss Fairchild that he was the convict and Mister Easton was a uh, marshal. Miss Fairchild, who wanted her perceptions on the basis or the basis of the outer appearance, Felt relieved that Mr. Easton was a marshal As she continued talking to Mr. Easton The marshal once again kept quiet Listening carefully to the um, uh, content of her conversation when Miss Feechelle acquired uh, or inquired about uh, Mr. Eastern's plan of returning to the West. And the marshal felt that Mr. Eastern might reveal something about himself. So he he interrupted and uh, requested him that he should be taken to the smoker room. It also shows that the marshal was one who was controlling Mr. Eastern and the situation. Thus, the marshal's willingness to lie for Mister Easton shows that he was a dutiful man with a compassionate heart who um, uh, would help anything in tr- anybody in trouble. Themes: the compassion. Compassion is defined as a sympathetic consciousness of uh, the story, and it is portrayed in the, the and it is portrayed through the Raffeld and the glamorous uh, marshal who did not let Easton. And revealed the true identities to Miss Fiatch and to prevent him there uh, is a Eastern from any kind of the embarrassment. When the Marshal realized and Miss Fiatch was a person who had social images more than reality, he prevented Mr. Eastern from speaking and said that Mr. Eastern was the marshal and who was taking the the Marshal was taking him. There is a marshal to uh, the prison for counterfeiting. The marshal was a keen observer, he observed Mr. Eastern's hesitation. In recognizing Miss Fi and also Miss Fi's bewildered horror on seeing Mr. Eastern being handcuffed. the marshal thus understood the gravity of the situation and saved Mr. Eastern on the humiliation of being recognized. As a, mm, a convict in the front of an uh, old friend, he did not care of his own prestige, uh, but tagged himself as a convict and as a marshal's willingness to lie or Mr. Eastern depicted that he was compassionate to the people in the need. Appearance can be de- deceptive. Deceptive, sorry. The story presents us with the three characters: a marshal, a convict, and a le- young lady on a train to Denver. There was a chance meeting between a young lady and. A convict who happened to be old friends who oh, and they had articulate artfully de- and depicted into the in the story that an appearance uh, can uh mispresent reality. When Martha Marshall and the convict both the train their physio physical appearances uh, are described in such a way that it uh, later misled not only Miss Fairchild Child but also the re- leaders. And uh, Mr. Eastern is described as one of the handsome pages with the bold uh, and uh, the with the bold frank and counter and uh, the man and uh, while the other was Rafel, heavily built and the um, uh, roughly dressed and glum dressed man. Thus the uh, real Marshal uh, and uh, tells Miss Fairchild Child uh, later that uh, he He is a convict who is being taken to the prison by Mr. Eastern, who is a marshal. Uh, it appears to be true, uh, and uh, Miss Fairchild does not know, uh, notice that it is Eastern's uh, right hand that Eastern's right hand was uh, handcuffed, and um, uh, she believes uh, that and uh, her old friend is indeed a marshal. Appearances deceive her. Henry oh, does uh, and suggests that people often jump to conclusions that aren't true and ignore seemingly or uh, seemingly obvious details. The setting, the se- story is set on a train, B.M.N. Express. And M Express. The entire, uh, the, the entire action is con- confined to one of the coaches of the train where a young, beautiful, and elegantly dressed lady, Miss Fairchild, is sitting. It is at the Denver station that the two characters in the story board the train. One of them is an old friend of Miss Fiatel. His name is Mr. Easton and he is a handsome young man. And the other man with him is rough, fat and glum-faced. There, uh, they, throughout the story, the passengers have a light conversation. Thus, the story depicts a casual, and uh, unassuming uh, atmosphere. The style, the narration. The, the story is narrated in the third person. The narrator is subjective and does not participate in the plot at any time. Like most of O. Henry's story, the author builds up suspense at the, the um, beginning of the story. The young man looks like a marshal from his appearance, whereas the, other, the fat and the glum-faced man appears as the prisoner. The lady in the story, as well as the reader, shall led to the view that, that these men, uh, men, uh, the, uh, as the narrator wanted to project them. Mr. Eastern as the marshal and the other man as a prisoner. It is only in the end that the readers are made to realize that Mr. Eastern is the culprit and the other man is the marshal. The chronology. The story follows a chronological chronological sequence where one event follows the other. The entire action of the story takes place mainly in one of the coaches of the eastbound bm B and M express train. The action is limited to a few hours in the train. The so and had tried to maintain the unity of the time, place and action. The irony, the story, the hearts and the hands is full of irony, the situational verbal and dramatic. The situational irony happened happens when a contrast is there before between what is expected to occur and what. What actually happens at, at the beginning of the story when the two men enter enters the train? There is a mismatch between the appearance and the reality, which is revealed at the end of the story. Of the two men, and the handsome looking man appeared to be a marshal, uh, whereas the other man, who was a fat, rough, glum faced, appeared to be a prisoner. But in reality, the handsome young man, Mr. Easton, was a counterfeiter, whereas the other man was a, was a marshal. The verbal irony uh, irony happens when a character says one thing and its meaning is entirely different. There are many examples of verbal irony in the story. These are the Glumfest man told Miss Fiat Child, he, he is taking me to the Leavenworth prison. It's seven years for the counterfeiting. In the above sentence, the glumfest man once Mr. assumed that he has got a seven year sentence for counterfeiting, which actually is the hands of young um, uh, Mr. Eastern uh, who is uh, taken to the prison. Mr. Easton told Miss Fairchild, I had to do something. The above uh, sentence is the example of verbal irony, since Mr. Easton did not want Mr. Fierchel, Ms. Fairchild to understand uh, what was something truly was. Uh, the glove uh, the man uh, said Mr. Easton uh, knows his business. In the above sentence of business, Mr. Easton knows he is not the business of being a marshal, but being of a counterfeiter. Mm, uh, Mr. Easton said, my butterfly days are over, I fear. According to the the above sentence, Mr. Easton's actual meaning is that uh, his freedom has been curtailed because of being sentenced to prison. Um, But Mr. Fairchild thinks that Mr. Easton was referring to his social days and assumes that. And uh, Since Mr. Eastern had taken a job with the criminal justice system, uh, he won't uh, have freedom to do whatever he used to do earlier. This is what Mr. Eastern wants uh, Had to actually think. Uh, Mr. Eastern said, I can't deny a petition for tobacco. And in the above sentence, uh, uh, Mr. Eastern, uh, the uh, minister, said that he can't uh, deny a petition for tobacco with his or his companion, Mr. Uh, from uh, for he is uh, prisoner under the command is actually a martial. The dramatic irony happens when the reader perceive something uh, something that uh, the character in the story does not know, which features and money is, uh, and everything, but people always misunderstand things and even stupid. In the above, Miss Fyadra says that people misunderstand thi- uh, things, whereas she herself does not understand who the real prisoner is. Mm, that uh, the uh, the reader so can perceive that Mr. Eastern uh, is a prisoner. He can uh, respond to a subs- subtitle because that he should uh, owe her and uh, woo her and allow her and to live and to be happy in the West. For he is not a free man, had a uh, sentence um, and a sentence that the, the money isn't everything is also ironic since it is a desire for the money that is responsible for Mr. Uh, Mr. Easton's unpleasant, uh, unpleasant con- situation. The re- ret- rhetorical devices. The following are the rhetorical devices used in the story. The foreshadowing. It is a literary device which is in which a writer gives an advance hint of what is uh, to later to come later in the story. In the uh, b- following story, Hudson and the example of the foreshadowings are as follows. At the very beginning of the story, Missus Recognized as one of our old friends, Miss Eastern, on the train, who at first shows some embarrassment and nervousness on being uh, recognized by her. Miss, and number, second point. The second part, sorry, in, uh, second part, Miss Fairchild gets uh, and, uh, disturbed. on are uh, seeing that her friend Mr. Island's hand was handcuffed with another person. The personification, the ear has been personified. I think the ear here agrees with me. The above uh, sentence was spoken by Miss Fairchild and to tell Miss Fairchild that she would be happy to live in the West with him. The hyperbole, it is a uh, Literally in devices it involves an exaggeration of the uh, an, uh, idea for the sake of the emphasis. Example, a hyperbole in the story occurs when and the marshal orders Mr. Eastern to take him to the smoker room. I am half dead for a pie. Thank you guys. You. I hope that you have learned something from this. Thank you. The foundation of the Mauryan Empire was a unique event in the Indian history. Its importance lay in the circumstances in which it was achieved. It was done against the challenging conditions existing because of the foreign rule in the northwest as a result of the Alexander's victories in India. Alexander's invasion Alexander the King of Macedonia after conservating his victory in Persia, Iran, turned towards India. In 390, uh, 300, sorry, 326 BC he entered northwest India the first state to be reached after crossing the river in the Sindhu was Tuxila, whose ruler could not master sufficient strength to resist the invading army. He therefore solicited Alexander's friendship and offered rich presents to him. Beyond Jilam lay another kingdom ruled by Porava called Poros by the Greek historians. King Poros fought bravely, but he was seriously wounded and taken prisoner. Uh, Produced before Alexander, he said that he should be treated like a king who fought for his motherland. Alexander admired his courage and gave him back his kingdom and made him his friend and ally. Alexander planned to march forward and crossed the Chenab and the Ravi rivers and advanced up to Bias. His soldiers had heard that the territory beyond Bias was ruled by the mighty Nanda Emperor who could not uh, be defeated easily. Now they refused to go any further. Alexander begin, uh, began his return journey This uh, that was in the year 325 BC. A year or so later, he died at Babylon in modern era. The effects in Alexander's invasion Alexander had appointed a few satraps as governors for the regions conquered by him. One of them had been murdered soon after Alexander's retreat from India. In about seven years time, many traces of Greek authority had disappeared from India. But its indirect results are the routes of communication with the West, both by land and sea, were thrown open in a manner that had had never happened before. This encouraged the traders and led to an extensive trade between India and Europe. Number two, the writings of Alexander's generals and the companions became an important source of information about the Mauryas. Of this, the mm, most important is the account of the Megasthenes who visited the court of Chandragupta and stayed for some time at Pataliputra. Many Greeks had settled in the northwest frontiers or the regions of India. As a result, the Indian art and the culture came to be increasingly influenced by the Greco-Roman, Greco-Roman culture. The Greek technique left is mark on the Gandhara school of art. An important feature of Gandhara sculptures was that the images were made in a realistic manner and the human body was depicted accurately with anatomical details. The Greek invasion made the kingdoms of the Northwest weak. This paved way for the rise and the growth of the Mauryan Empire. The sources to reconstruct the age of the Mauryas. There are many sources to reconstruct the age of the Mauryas. The literary sources among the literary sources, literary sources mentions um, may be made of the following works: Indica. The Indica also spelled as Indica in Indian. Was written by Megasthenes, the Greek ambassador to Pataliputra. He lived at the Mauryan capital for about 5 years. From his book, we get a lot of information about the organization of the Mauryan army about the organization of the Mauryan army, the administration of Pataliputra, growth in uh, economy and especially the agriculture and the customs and religion of the people. Megasthenes', or, uh, Megasthenes original Indica, however, was lost, but many effects given by him was supported by the works of other Greek writers, such as the Strabo, Plutarch, and Justin. Arthashastra, the, the book Arthashastra was attributed to court uh, Kortil- from his book, we get a lot of information about the organization of the Mauryan army, the administration of the Pataliputra, growth in the economy, especially agriculture, and the customs and the religions of the people. The is original indica, however, was lost, but many effects given by him was supported by the works of the other Greek writers, such as Strabo, Plutarch, and Justin. Athashastra, the book Athashastra, was attributed to Cotilla or Chanakya. It contains about 6,000 verses divided into 15 sections. It prov- provides detailed uh, details of the arts and the administration, the duties of the king, the functions of the ministers and the organisation of the civil service. It also deals with the high-level diplomacy and relations between the various states. Cortillo's ideal state should provide relief Cortilla's ideal state should provide relief to the poor, the organs and, uh, orphans, the uh, old and infirm. In the event of a famine, uh, the state granary should open their doors. In the event of the state granaries, the uh, in the event of a famine, sorry, the state granary should open their doors to those who are starving. Uh, otherwise, the Vayu Purana and the Masya Purana gives list of the rulers of the different dynasties, the Mauryans being that of the Vishakadatta. The other works, the Ayupurana Purana and Matsya Purana gives list of the rulers of the different dynasties, Mauryans being one of them, Vishakadatta's Mudraksha, Mudraksha uh, is considered to be the best of the historical drama in the whole of the Sanskrit literature. It grows, throws light to the position of the Nandas and the activities of the Chandrakuta, Maurya and Chanakya. It also gives us an idea of the social life of the people in those days. Archaeological sources uh, the Ashokan edicts An edict means an official order or proclamation and Ashokan edicts can be broadly divided into two classes are number, that is are those engraved on the rocks and those insist on the pillars of the stone. They are the most reliable source of the information for the Mauryan history because they are the best preserved and also be at the year of the Ashokan reign. The rock edicts, a source of the 14 rock edicts, were discovered at places such as the Gudi Andhra Pradesh, Girin, Gujarat, Sopara, Maharashtra, and now in the Peshawar district of Pakistan. Ashoka in the uh, Ashoka in Rock Edict 11 at Sarnath he prescribes the following rules to be followed: Number one, non-violence or abstinence from killing of living beings. Number two, truthfulness. Number three, obedience to parents and elders. Number four, respect towards teachers. The conquest of Kalinga was an important Ashoka's reign. According to Rock Edict 13. Uh, oh, sorry. In 23, in the war, uh, about uh, in the war, about the hundred thousand people were killed, and as many as 150,000 were k- taken as prisoners. The horrors of the war uh, awakened in Ashoka's hearts the feeling of profound sorrow. The 23rd rock edict says the beloved of the gods, the king considers victory by Dhamma to be the foremost victory. Inscription on pillars, the following pillars are the best specimens of the Mauryan architecture. The art critics have nothing but admiration for these pillars. Because uh, the besides being uh, beautiful, pillars contain edicts of Ashoka. The inscription on the Rumindai pillar, for instance, says that King, the beloved of the gods, visited this 14 person and offered worship at this place because the Lord Buddha was born here. Further, as the Lord Buddha was born here, the village of Lumbini was exempted from paying several taxes including land revenue. Lordia Nandanga, Delhi Topra, and Rampurva pillar edicts are related to Dhamma. Uh, what does Dhamma consist of? Delhi Topra text says, uh, it consists of the virtuous deeds, the compassion, the liberty, the truthfulness, and purity. The stupa stuba is a dome-like structure made of the stone on the bricks. The purpose of the stupa was to commemorate a sacred spot or to party or to or a particular event or to mm, enshrine the relics of the Buddha or the. Of our Buddhist saint. The stupa at Barhut, the Bodhgaya, Bodhgaya and Sachi are the magnificent uh, specimens of the Buddhist architecture. The great stupa Sachi near Vidisha in Madhya Pradesh is uh, believed to have been originally built in 3rd century BC by Ashoka to enshrine the relics of Buddha. Later, it was enlarged during the Sangha Sungha period. The original stupa was enclosed by a wooden railing, which was later replaced by a massive stone railing. The four gateways are also added on all the four sides of the stupa. The gateways are lavishly covered with the magnificent sculptures which depict the episodes from Buddha's life and from Jataka tales. Buddha was represented in symbolic form like that of a wheel or a lotus or a throne under a people tree. The Sanchi Stupa reveals a high standard of development in the technical and the artistic skills of the people during the Sunga period. The Chandragupta Maurya, 324-300 BC. Magadha has been ruled by the Nandas at this time. The Nanda dynasty produced nine kings who ruled for about a century. The last of them was Dharananda whose treasury was full and the army mighty who was not at all popular. He was disliked by his subjects. Vishnu Gupta, better known as Chanakya or Kautilya, was a la- learned Brahmin of Takshila. He had gone to Pataliputra, where he, had, uh, he was humiliated by the Nanda king. On his way back to Taksila, he met young Chandragupta, uh, whose mother probably belonged to that of the Mauryan clan of the Eastern India. Seeing the sign of the greatness in the boy, Chanakya took him to his native towns of the Dakshila, where he g- gave him a, th- a thorough education in the arts of the war and of the government. His conquest, the unstable state of affairs in the Punjab, provided Chandragupta with an opportunity to conquer one kingdom after each other. He soon became, uh, made himself the master of West Punjab and Sindh. Chandragupta's next target was Magadha. He was able to uproot the Nanda dynasty and took control of the rich and the powerful kingdom Magadha. The clever diplomacy of uh, Kautila, Chanakya, played a no less prominent part in it than the bravery and the military skill of Chandragupta. The invasion of Scalukos negated. Chandagupta expanded the territories of his uh, empire. The territory is the west of Indus, was ruled by the Greek king Skelukos. He wanted to recover the Greek conquest in India. He crossed the Indus River in 355 BC, BC and hoped to march uh, victoriously through the Punjab. And The Mauryan armies rushed to the northwest and inflicted a crushing defeat to the invader. Skelukos was forced to retire. And had to purchase peace by ceding to Chandragupta the territories of Herat, Kandhar, and Kabul, now in Afghanistan. Chandragupta presented him with 500 war elephants. It is said that Chandragupta married Prince Helen, the daughter of Seleucus. The Greek king maintained friendly relations with the Mauryan court and sent Measthenes as his ambassador, who lived in Pataliputra and wrote a book on India. The greatness of Chandragupta Maurya. Chandragupta had been uh, described as the first historical empire of India. His, emperor, um, his empire extended up to Mysore in India, to South and Kabul in the Northwest. Uh, east uh, stretched from Saurashtra in the West up to Bengal in the East. According to the Jain tradition, Chandragupta renounced princely life and settled down at a place known as Tavan Belgola in southern India. It is a there is a hill nearly, uh, nearby called Chandragiri, which seems uh, to have been named after him. From Kautilya's Arthashastra, we gain lo- a lot of knowledge about modern administration and the life of the people. King Ashoka, to, to uh, 20, 273 to 232 BC. Ashoka was the third and the most enlightened ruler of the Mauryan dynasty. He reigned in the third century BC, but, uh, by say, but says um, Mr. Gokhel. He lives with us today in the wheel of our national flag and the lion of our state, uh, national seal. Such is his influence on history. As a young prince, Ashoka had the charge of the Ujjain as his viceroy governor. Misgovernor, viceroy means governor. When uh, the revolt took place in Tuxhila during the reign of the king Bindusara, Ashoka was sent there to crush it. He was one of the several sons and was selected as Yudraja crown prince and on account of his ability for the imperial throne. The Kalinga were Ashoka led to a few years uh, led uh, for a few years the life of an ordinary monarch. It was in the year 261 BC that Ashoka decided to add Kalinga, the present-day Odisha or Odisha, uh, to his already vast domains the opposition offered to this invasion was so stiff that the uh, conquest in uh, that the conquest involved immeasurable destructions nearly 1 million uh, persons were carried into captive, captivity uh, 10 million were slain and that many times the number of the perished from famine and other calamities its conquest its consequence sorry the kalinga war was a turning point of ashoka's career or the career, career. His uh, point of Ashoka's carried, all this uh, misery awakened in his heart, the feelings of the profound sorrow and regret. The uh, uh, war drum was silenced forever. For that time onwards, Ashoka preached nothing but peace. He became the follower of Lord Buddha and employed his unlimited power and resources in the teaching and propagation of an ethical system, which he called Dhamma, the laws of piety. With the death of Ashoka, the Mauryan dynasty ceased to be a political force, though later rulers continued for a little more than 50 years. Finally, the dynasty came to an end and gave way to the rise of the Pushamutra Sunga in 1877 BC. The extent of Ashoka's empire Ashoka's inscriptions was a reliable guide to the extent of the Mauryan Empire. Ashoka's empire extended up to the Hindugush mountain. Uh, in the northwest, it included the parts of the Indus Valley, Kashmir, and the f- uh, footage of the Nepal and the entire Ganga Delta. Tamrulipti or the modern Tomluk was an important port of the uh, Bengal Bengal coast, from where the ships sailed from uh, for Burma and from Burma to Myanmar. And uh, there's a Burma means Myanmar, and Sri Lanka. In the south, the empire extended as far as Mysore. Through the northwest, the Mauryans uh, maintained close relations with the Khotan in the Central Asia. Ashoka was uh, on friendly terms with the states of the southernmost India, the Cholas, the Pandyas, and the Kerala Putras. He sent missions to the neighboring kingdom. Foregoing descriptions suggest the Pan-Indian or the subcontinental character of the Mauryan Empire. Ashoka uh, Ashoka ruled over the large number part of the Indian subcontinent. There were three main advantages of the pan-Indian character of Ashokan Empire. First, it resulted in the disappearance of small states. Second, it enabled the rulers to face foreign invasion successfully. Third, it facilitated trade and commerce with frontier towns as well as with the Middle Eastern and Greek cities. Mauryan administration. From Kottillo's Shastra we gain lo- a lot of knowledge about Mauryan administration and the character of the empire. The Ashokan inscription tells us about the policies of our government. The king the king was the supreme head of the state and had military, um, judicial and executive powers. He also had the power to enact laws. Uh, we learn about the Megasthenes. And the king was a very hard-worked official who uh, uh, the who uh, does not sleep in the daytime, but remains in the east and the west, but remains in the east and uh, the west and the whole day for the purpose of the transacting the public business. Cotillo divided the king's day into the eight parts. It was the king's duty to give, give close attention to people's welfare, social order, and military action. The council of the ministers, the king had the the council of ministers, the Mantri Parishad, to advise him. They were small in number, but very influential. At times, the Mantri Parishad would act as a check on the king's powers, the ministers definitely Advise the King in, advise the King in the tax of uh, choosing governors, the generals of the army, the treasurers of the ch- state, the mm, uh, chief magistrates, and the other high officials, a network of the spies. The, the Mauryan state made uh, the extensive use of the reporters and spies to give the Mo- emperor wa- well-informed about his opponents and their activities. Magazine is for the spies, the overseers, Kotil, called them the Gupta Purushas, that is the secret agents. They reported to the king important matters concerning the army, the state and the conduct of his officials and ports as the, uh, the source of the revenue. The Athas source of the revenue and um, the provided a detailed list to the source of the revenue, which included the land revenue from the mines and the forest, the revenue from the manufactured goods of various kinds, the tolls payable by for using the bridges and the roads, the fines and the license fees. Courtill said that the taxes must be reasonable. The ruler should act like a bee which collects honey without causing damage to a flower. The land tax varied from the other uh, from one. One uh, third to one sixth of the produce, and wh- it was paid either in the cash or the kind. There were mm, there were the uh, considerable expenditures on the public works, especially the uh, con- construction of the, the roads and the ways and the rest houses. On the other major expenditure and. Was a large uh, uh, and was a large army and the salaries paid to the officials. The provincial administration next to the empire ranked the governors in charge of the provinces of the empire. The Yogan um, uh, inscriptions the mentions and uh, four such governors posted at the Taxila, the northern province. The Ujian, the western province, Toshali, the eastern province, and the Subarnagiri, the southern province. The governors had their ministers and also had the powers to appoint a few uh, uh, few officials. The small provinces were under the officials called as the Pradeshikas in the edicts. Then uh, district administration, the other officials. The provinces were subdivided into the districts of the mm, uh, of the mm, uh, of the mm, administration the Ashoka the Ashoka There was three classes of the high officials, namely the Rajukas, the Yuktas, and the Mahamatras. The Rajukas were probably in charge of the district and correspondent to the district. The and uh, the, the magistrates of the present day they managed uh, the, the state property and kept law and order in the district. The yukta the yukta were probably the was probably the district treasury official who collected revenues and kept accounts. The Mahamatras were the head of special departments. Ashoka created a new class of Mahamatra, which is, who is a Dhamma Mahamatra, who promoted Dhamma, that is Dharma, and who looked at the general happiness. Of the people, the city administration, the arthashastra mentions the Nagraka, whose function as a city superintendent or the city magistrate, with a number of the officers assisting him, the duty of the Nagraka, and according to Kautil, was the provision of the water and to the city dwellers, the maintenance of the public roads and the public buildings, the inspection of the city walls and the city towers, and taking precautions against fire. The uh, magazine is the other hand gave a more elaborate system of the city administration. According to him, those instructed, interest, interested in the city administration were divided into six boards of five persons each. Each board de- dealt with a specific function the supervision of trade and commerce, mm, on the census of the population, on the care of the foreigners and so on and so forth. The six boards acted together in the general matters like the, mm, the maintenance of the, the public buildings, the fire protection and the care of the wells and the the uh, Administration on the Justice administration on Justice attend att- att- attest to the efficient administration of criminal law. The serious offenses were vi- visited with death penalty. The lighter crimes were punished by cutting off the nose or sa- shaving of the offender's ear a penalty that made one feel ashamed. And the, um, the evasion of the, the taxes on the goods was, uh, sold or municipal sales were regarded as a serious offense. The um, uh, laws concerned the crimes are very severe and punishments are exceptionally harsh. The peace and the good order, peace and contentment prevailed uh, uh, throughout the empire. Theft was a rare console and uh, uh, the occurrence, uh, although the houses were usually left unguarded. Such a situation was a risk result of the mainly three factors, the general honesty of the people, the efficient administration of the criminal law, and the Mauryan economy based on the productive agriculture lucrative business and trade. The productive agriculture, mega as to the fertility of the soil due to the uh, major irrigations, uh, irrigation works such as the dams of the Sudarshan Lake at Girnar. According to Arthashastra, the amount of the tax would depend on the irrigation facilities available to the cultivators and could range from one-third to one-sixth of the land produced. The lucrative tax Red, sorry, trade. The trade was carried on both by land and waterways, the Royal Highway, and from the region nearby, the Takshila to Pataliputra. From the port of Tamrolipti, the ships sailed from the, for the east coast, the Sri Lanka and Burma, Myanmar, and to Europe and Britain. The, the Buddhist literature refers to the sea voyages from Baruch, Gujarat to Babylon and Britain. The architecture. Now, we have already referred to the styles, the layouts and the ar- architects, uh, artistics or the decorative pages of the Saji In fact, the main examples of Mauryan architecture are as follows, the remains of the Royal Palace and the capital city of Patalputra, the um, Ashokan pillars and the stupas, the rock-cut Choito Caves of the Barbar Hills near Gaya. Uh, some uh, Yakshas and Yakshini figures that have been found from the Mathura and Patna. The pillars are the best specimens of the Mauryan architecture and the lion capital mm, the, of the Sarnath pillar had been regarded by the Vincent Smith as uh, the best example of the animal sculpture in the world as a whole. The Yakshini figure from the D- Diddaraga near Patna shows Yakshini in her full developed body, fully developed body. The Yakshini is the nymph in Indian mythology. The Dhamma, the horrors of a single word. Mm, word sorry, word convinced Ashoka that the chiefest conquest of, con, of the right and not the might. The sources of the Ashoka's dhamma are his own inscriptions as stone edicts displayed at many prominent places. The, they consist of the 14 major and several minor rock edicts found at 22 locations, the seven pillar edicts, the cave inscriptions and the other inscriptions. Thank you.